Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks for jumping into another episode of the Access Potential Podcast. And today I'm really excited to sit down with Odell uh, from the Charge Movement up in Queensland. And we're going to talk about getting into a small business. So taking the leap, starting up a business or running a business, uh, leading others. And Odell's doing some really cool work at the moment. Uh, with women in yoga and taking them through a little bit of a journey, which is really cool, something that she's created uh, herself. And I think what excites me more than anything about this one is that I talk a lot about this concept of energy and energy generation, and we all have our own unique stories and ways of bringing uh, energy, whatever that means to us, to our business in different forms. And Odell's got a really infectious, vibrant energy that she brings to everyone around her. So I'm really excited about that because I can see how that helps her to create greater change in the business. And I think it's something that'll be really fun to explore. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. This is John Marsh and you're listening to the Access Potential Podcast. Thank you, Odell, for making the time and sitting down for the podcast. Uh, how's everything up your way at the moment? Oh, that is my pleasure. I'm excited to be here and it is lovely and sunny. It's been quite windy, but the, yeah, I feel like today I've just gone out, skin in the sun, and it just feels so good. So, yeah. For context, Adele had a nice spot outside in the sun, but I made her move in, or we made a collective decision to move in because it was a, a mulcher or something going on. <laughs> yeah, it was not ambient at all. So uh, yeah. you're welcome for that decision. <laughs> so um, basically, I'd love to just kick off, and I, I like to I like to find out a little bit about people's story, and you know. In fact, we've known each other for a while, but I don't know that much about your story prior to the charge movement. So mm. I'd love it if you could take us back a little bit to maybe a little bit of your upbringing and kind of what all the way through to sort of what you were doing before, you know, you ended up in the work that you do now. Sure. Okay. Well, it's going to be a long story because we all know I like to talk. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I grew up in Dolby, which is uh, three hours north uh, west, I believe, of Brisbane. And, yeah, I, w I grew up um, uh, loving to move and run. And uh, I was actually quite a shy kid, which is really hilarious because now I feel like I'm the complete opposite. Um, but I had, like, two friends when I was young and my parents were always super supportive really healthy really athletic encouraged me to do whatever i wanted to do and that was run at the time so i developed a passion for running and yeah basically just ran every day and would compete in all the different races and win them all <laughs> um and yeah, I feel like that was a very big kind of pillar of my childhood was this like love of running. Um, another pillar would probably be that we grew up in a religion that was called the religion and it was quite um, full on. As a child, I feel like you don't really um, 
recognize it much because you're a kid and you kind of just hang out with other kids and it's fine and it's fun. Uh, but now in my adult life, I've been going through different trauma stuff uh, associated with my parents leaving the religion. I realized that it actually did have quite a profound effect uh, on my life and uh, specifically when they chose to leave that religion. But I'm so grateful for that because we then travelled Australia mm. um, in a motorhome for a year and a half. So that was when I was 10. Um, and, yeah, I got to see all of Australia. And that, I suppose, was a turning point for me to learn how to interact with other humans and <laughs> uh, from old to young. And I just remember being around campfires with like all these caravanners, these oldies making damper and uh, having the best time ever. So, uh, and making friends like that, you know, just coming to a new campsite and just making friends. And um I have two sisters, so, you know, we would always kind of play together and I'd finish my schoolwork by like 10 o'clock in the morning and be able to have the rest of the day just to explore and play and do whatever I wanted, basically. So uh, I came back to Sanford, which is where I live now, and uh, I feel like I, um, or when I went into year seven here, I had already done all the work that uh we were doing in year seven and year six so i was just like this is chill <laughs> this is great uh so basically breezed through that made a couple more friends started to be a bit more outgoing was still the running chick that was my label from like primary school to high school the running chick um and yeah i really enjoyed school loved it a lot was involved in music and um kind of was a bit of a floater so went between all the different groups and just yeah I just thought it was really fun um someone convinced me to go into German immersion so I ended up doing all my subjects in German uh one of the most common questions was did you do English in German I'm like no, <laughs> no I didn't um so yeah I feel like um I always knew that I was going to go to uni and I don't know, I don't even know why because none of my family had ever gone um, as, yeah, ever. So me and my sister were the first to go to uni in our family and uh, I knew that I wanted to study something that was quite holistic. So because I really, I just knew that we were more than, uh, I don't know, like there was, there was something in me that knew that you couldn't just treat like one aspect of a person and and feel like you've covered all your bases. So I chose occupational therapy because to me, I didn't really know much about it, but someone explained it to me that you have to like look at all the different aspects of a person's life to be able to make decisions for them in their circumstance and look at the environment and the way that they kind of move and think and all this sort of stuff. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. That's like looking at the whole thing. So yeah, I studied that. Uh, for four years which I enjoyed and came out and started working uh, I, I started working part-time three days a week and then never stopped working part-time <laughs> it was like how does anyone ever work full-time <laughs> uh, but anyway so yeah I um, 
I ended up uh, basically, uh, well, I stopped. <laughs> the running story kind of came to a complete halt at the first year of uni because I had a, um, my knees basically shut down and that transitioned me into my life of rehab in yoga mm-hmm. and um, forever grateful now for that happening at the time. Of course, it felt like, you know, the one thing that I was super good at. And I thought that this was like going to be my thing for life. That was consistent and awesome. Just got taken away from me, but I kind of never really felt like it was a bad thing. I was always like really optimistic that I could probably go back to it at some point with a, with a, you know, effort and um, patience and yeah, yoga was just this wonderful thing that uh, gave me physical release in other ways. Like before that, I could not even nearly touch my toes. Stretching to me was like not even a thing. Um, mm. <laughs> and yeah, so how long have we been so far, John? Just give me a time check on well, this. I mean, story. Like, so, so, that's, so my, did, did you then... Uh, you were good on time. Did you, did you then, um, when did that become more of like, instead of just for the knees, like the penny drop of like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to, you know, maybe get more educated in this, or I'm going to get training in this, or I'm going to help others in this new area. Did it sort of transition over at some point? Okay, so I, I could have just continued my story. I didn't know if I was just going, going in like many different directions. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, so I guess, so that was 10 years ago now. So uh, 10, year, 10 years ago, I started practicing yoga and loved it for the physical aspect of it. Like I felt like my life um, was on this like flow and I felt like that probably since I was really young is that everything has felt relatively easy. Like no matter what has shown up in my life, I've kind of just kind of flown with it. And um, yeah, it's always felt really fun and exciting uh, no matter what direction it took. So I guess this path to yoga um, was, yeah, another point in that. And it only really came to be more than just the physical aspect. Um, I would say three, four years ago, one of my teachers started integrating some of like the spiritual element within the way that she would teach. Uh, And I just thought it, it kind of like, it was that moment of like cracking your mind open a little bit to, Oh, Oh, yoga is like more than the physical. Uh, which is hilarious. I was like, I thought I was smart. And then <laughs> I was like, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> so six years of practicing physically. And then I was like, okay. It's like the other seven limbs or something. You like, Yeah, I'm like, oh, what? There's more. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, I'm so grateful for that uh, because that was in like one of those big gyms, you know, I wasn't going to any studio or fancy thing. I was just like in the, I was, I think it was fitness first at that time. Uh And, uh, yeah, so she cracked my mind open to that and that kind of snowballed into, Oh, what about meditation? And then like, I was 
oh, but if I'm going to start meditation, I'm going to do it the right way. So I'm like Googling like who's actually legit. And <laughs> I found Sadhguru and he had this inner engineering course. That was my first kind of uh, experience in, in the world of meditation, which was like a three, four day uh, day long event, which I like learned how to meditate properly. And so I committed to that, uh, 45 minutes morning and night every single day for two months, <laughs> uh, which is like intense looking back at that. Uh, they had like these full inflow, um, like you warm up your body first before you actually then sit. And, um, looking back now, um, it's funny because I get people asking me all the time, you know, like what, um, you know, how should I meditate or I can't meditate or this, that, you know, there's just so many things that people kind of ask and say, and I, going back to when I first started, I was, I was exactly the same. You know, I just had like no idea what meditation was about. And I really thought there was one right way. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely feel like since then and exploring a whole bunch of different avenues and trying new, trying new things, there's just unlimited ways to meditate and so grateful for that. And the journey continues. Um, but yeah, I studied, I decided to study, well, I had an inkling to study from like ages before I actually did it. And yeah, when I finally did was when I actually shut down a previous uh, business that Keegan and I had started, which was um, in multi-level marketing, which I, yeah, it's quite funny that story too, but I won't get into that. Um, anyway, we, and that's how Keegan and I met, which I'm grateful for. So you can't <laughs> rule out anything that you do in your life. Um, yeah, but I finally went to study. I went to India um, and it was an immersive experience. And when I came back, I was fortunate enough to be able to go straight into teaching because the gym uh, had, was already kind of up and running. So then it was just this beautiful flow back into, hey, now there's yoga. And from then we just kind of kept adding in more classes, different classes. And I just love, yeah, I love everything about it. I love what it brings people, I guess, in that um, I love to teach I suppose in like a fun, but flowy, but also kind of inward, every class feels different and it feels special and unique. And, uh, the, whoever comes into a class now, just, you know, I always know that they're there for a reason. Um, and often it's not always for me, it's someone else being there saying something that they needed to hear on that particular day. Mm, I um, love that. Um, what has that led you to now? Like maybe talk a little bit about the business that you guys have created together and what you're doing, your role, like what you're teaching. Um, I know that there's a few different things as well as the more recent um, kind of arm in terms of the, the women that you're leading as well or that, that other container you've sort of created. But what's it sort of look like now, day to day or, you know, sort of 2020? with your work yeah it's really exciting at the moment I just feel like um since we kind of moved back into the gym uh the charge movement 
uh, based here in Sanford, it has just exploded. I feel like people have just been craving so much connection. Uh, like I just feel like we humans know what we need. And then when the opportunity arises, it's just like, like, um, yeah, I just need that. And uh, I feel like the energy just reached this tipping point of people being like, oh, wow, this feels really good. Um, This, yeah, like mentally, physically, spiritually, all of it. And the vibrations kind of reach a certain point that just more people keep trickling in from with minimal sort of advertising and just word of mouth. So yeah, I guess the, the other arm, which I'm super excited about and we've done a lot of work on this together to kind of make it a reality. And it's part of a bigger vision, of course, um, is the, the yoga, um, for mums and maybe it won't always be for mums, but it was just the way that it kind of rolled out um, at this point in time. Based on a need in the community, uh, we we have a lot of mums out here, um, younger families. And yeah, I I kind of am quite involved in the community out here, which is uh, something that's really important to me and really lights me up being involved with like a smaller community and working together and creating, you know, just an epic space for everyone to be. Uh, and the need, yeah, someone, one of the mums presented the need and then we were in a group and the other one was like, yes, yes, yes. And they were all saying yes. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> looks like it's a yes. And we'll probably make that happen. So uh, I knew I wanted it to be more than just a yoga class, like more than just rocking up and, you know, coming and practicing and just um, doing the physical side of things and leaving. So I extended the time a little bit and created a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a blurb around what what I was envisioning. I called it Nourish and um, Connect and Power. Mm-hmm. And just put it out on my, um, I think it was the community notice board on Facebook and just said, we have a couple more spots remaining and then they all sort of filled up. And that's just one day a week at the moment that I run it. It was meant to be 75 minutes and most classes go for about three hours, (laughs) Um, which I feel like was actually probably the timing, the time frame that I had in my mind. Hence the reason why it probably happened because Mm. The idea was that these 10 women would all be able to come together in each week and be able to, oh, this is getting me excited just talking about it, (laughs) Uh, be able to um, be themselves, you know, share where they're at without feeling like they're being judged, just be completely authentic and raw in that space. which is so, um, I just feel like it's so missing. It's not, Mm. it's not, not normal. Like I feel like this should be the normal and all the other rushy, rushy surface level high by how's it going. But we're without even really waiting for the answer Mm. is that to me is not normal. That to me is 
you know, what are we doing? <laughs> like, so, so I want to back up a second because you said something really important, um, which was this, uh, I guess, posture or, or way of thinking that you have around community and how you said that community really lights you up. And, you know, this concept of the, the, the 10 week yoga, um, I'm, I'm just going to call it a program, even though mm. I know, I, I don't know that. What that sounds correct. fun. Yeah. yeah. The 10 yeah. week program, <clears throat> you know, you created the opportunity for that through community and community is something that I often talk to people about who are just getting started. Right. Because mm. even if you don't have necessarily the container or the idea or the service, having the community allows you to create relationships and, conversations and then you can listen and see and often you'll hear things pop up or you'll hear opportunities mm. and that's sounding like exactly what you did but the the question i have is when you started off because that's not easy right and especially for everyone and you mentioned at the start that you were an introvert when you were young or you identified it as as more of an introverted person mm. and then that slowly changed but what could you say to that? Like having been someone who knows what it feels like to identify as introverted or kind of maybe a little bit more shy to someone who's, you know, regularly before even this, this yoga program started leaning into community, like connecting people, bringing energy into groups of people. Could you talk a little bit about that transformation? Cause I know a lot of people, might be sitting on that first side of the fence and, and know intellectually that community is really important, especially if they do have a business idea, mm. but it's not easy. Knowing that it's important doesn't necessarily make it like, you know, an easy street. What, um, what comes to mind for you around that? Yeah, I, I feel like it's a step-by-step -step progress. I feel like where uh, I live it for, for me some some for some reason it feels like more of a community but i don't think that's necessarily the case i feel like that's just like in the mind um that you kind of you create your reality in terms of what you want it to be and yeah i feel like it can always start small so i think the re the the reason why maybe fear comes up and that you don't take that next step in terms of creating something that is showing up in as a need in the community is maybe because you feel like you want to do it big to begin with. Um, so maybe you hear one thing uh, in a conversation randomly, like in the supermarket and you just make a note. Maybe it's just like a mental note or you write it down. And you're kind of like just becoming more aware of what you're hearing when you're out there um, in the space around other people. And you might then, if you are taking notes or mental notes, then you might notice things start to come up more. Uh, and as they, as they do, you'll, I guess you'll also notice how you're feeling in your, in your heart or that's, that's how I lead probably these days is more like, what does it do to me, to my body when I'm having this conversation with mm. this person and yeah, becoming more aware of that felt sense. Um, 
in a space and yeah does that start to like light a fire in me and I'm not sure if I'm answering your question correctly John but this is where it's leading me um and I hope it's helpful (laughs) um yeah I feel like being introverted is totally fine I think that energy is really uh useful as well like I feel like the group that I have at the moment with the mum's yoga is very mixed between introverted and extroverted and that energy is so welcome because uh all the different energies just level each other out so beautifully so even if you're not one to talk a lot or or start conversations you know you might notice that someone who is extroverted might start the conversation with you and at first it might feel like awkward and weird and you might like back away slowly and kind of go yeah cool bye Mm. (laughs) um But I guess if it's something, if you are, if you have got a business or you're wanting to kind of explore and, um, you know, transition into a different area or create another pillar in, in the business, then I guess it's just something that you will continue to work like a muscle, just being able to, uh, grow that capacity and that ability to hear things differently. Um, yeah, be aware of your feelings and mm. just start to notice where you'd like to take that. Mm. Yeah. There's um, something that came to mind. This concept I've been thinking a little bit about lately is like, <clears throat> you know, because we're, we're talking on a podcast now over Zoom, you know, everything is a lot of the stuff that we do, especially as business owners is facilitated by, the digital space. It might be like the booking for your classes. It might, wherever you look, there's, there's little like little frameworks or little digital assistance and um, even social media, your phone, whatever. So one of the things that I've been thinking a little bit about is this ability to use, uh, and this is nothing new, right? But this ability to use the digital space, but then not to actually become digitized. And I feel like at the moment that a lot of the ways that we operate, uh, you know, particularly with social distancing being 1.5 meters and everything becoming, we think in almost a digitized way and we have um, offs and ons and loops and habits and little they're almost mimicking little subroutines in like a computer program right Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i hear about is um from a lot of people men and women is this concept of feeling like they're surrounded by lots of people but not feeling connected to people and not feeling connected to each other and, Mm. and still feeling alone and for me i think uh, with this kind of train of thoughts going, it's like a lot of this could be coming from when we, when we become more digitized, like our consciousness becomes more digitized. We think almost a little bit more computationally, we lose that heart feeling that you talked about before. And it sounds to me like your ability to connect into the communities was, um, was, was driven by the heart. You know, the school system is quite, is a little bit more rigid and, and digital or a little bit more um, kind of linear and brain. And it was sort of later in life that you drop down more into the heart and then were able to feel into these groups and connect with people. 
Does that resonate at all when you think about, um, you know, because you work with a lot of people and a lot of adults and kids as well, does that concept um, resonate at all with you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like the, as you were explaining the example around at the moment, but this situation where people are kind of like distanced from each other, I just feel like there's, as humans, there's just nothing as, as important as touch and yeah, that physical connection um, and then bringing, you know, the closer you are, the energies increase and mm. yeah, the vibrations uh, and you can kind of, you don't even have to see it or know it, you can feel it. And I guess when you're moving more into that heart space, it's yeah. And you have a, you have a good conversation with someone or you have, um, you know, a, a certain group of people together, you, you start to become more aware of like how that shifts your energy and what that means for you when you do that. And, and that's when you start to make decisions around, okay, well, that's, that's something that I definitely want to keep in my life or mm. that's something that I'd, you know, I'd probably just leave that because it's not really bringing me up. It's, you know, it's draining me and that's, certain certain people or certain activities or groups um this is something that i've been focusing on a lot lately in the terms of like saying yes or saying no Mm. um because you're always going to be saying no to something Mm. if you say yes to something else so how do you find that um beautiful balance where you can keep in that high energy and if you do then all your decisions then can become easier um, in terms of business, life, relationships, everything. Yeah. Do you think the, to, to kind of round that out a little bit, do you think your sort of dive into, uh, meditation or, 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 or mindfulness or any of these practices, which were, I guess, a little bit less, what they really do a lot of that stuff or a lot of these practices is get us out of the head, right? It gets us into the breath or the body or the environment or the earth or whatever else is, you know, where the intention sort of goes away from the mind. Do you think that that was helpful for you to be able to lean into the community and empathy and listening for opportunity and therefore business development? Uh, yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't even think it was necessarily knowing that that was happening though. No, no, like, not like I'm going to do this to do this, but like yeah. sort of a byproduct over a longer period of time. Yeah. Like, um, I believe it probably was always in me as it is. Like, I, like, I feel like it's in everyone and when someone says like, oh, you know, I'm not a meditator or, or like, I can't meditate you know, that was once me. So I do believe that everyone, you know, everyone has this capacity and this ability. Um, yeah, the, uh, I feel like as, as we get older and read more and know more or whatever, you, it, it potentially even makes it harder for you to come from a place of feeling it and feeling in the flow and having conversations. Like when you're younger as a kid, um, for me anyway, it just kind of felt like the natural thing to do to, yeah, be able to 
communicate and play and have fun and um, link up with people that made you feel good. That's sort of how it worked for me. Uh, now, when you're running a business, I feel like sometimes you have to um, be a little bit more mindful of putting in the practices so mm. that you kind of can allow yourself that time to get out of your head and back mm. into the heart space. Uh, I noticed that as I feel like energized and I want to use that energy to forward the dreams and the visions that I still need to be very mindful around like how much I'm putting into doing that versus time to step back for mm. myself and self-care and self-nourish and relax and just go out in nature for a walk and be by myself and pick some flowers or, you know, like that balance I feel is one of the most important things for sustainability and uh, joy in life because business is life. It's all the same thing. It's kind of, you know, it's a continuous flow. And if one week feels, uh, I think I said this to you the other day uh, or something to the effect, like if, uh, if one week feels the same as the week after, and it feels like it's all just blurring together and I haven't felt like I've taken a breath, then something's wrong. Mm. Like I really, yeah, I really want each each day and each moment and each week to feel uniquely its own. Um, and I feel like that space, when you create the space, that can be just the most epic and beautiful thing to realize mm. how great life is. Mm, I like that. And, and one thing comes to mind, like when we, you know, <clears throat> when we, when we, now, when we when we start to think in terms of like ones and zeros and like kind of all in the the brain sort of whether it's strategy or we need to do this or scheduling or whatever it is that needs to be done as well but it has this uh kind of secondary sort of effect of like narrowing down your perception almost and so the week, this week might be completely different to last week, different weather, different energy, different people around. But if you're really, really narrow in terms of those, that sort of digitized space and the way you're thinking is just mechanical, then it really can close it off quickly. Like it can really feel quite monotonous. Mm. Um, before you know it, like it doesn't take too long, you know, if you don't have those, I guess, boundaries, you know, or those practices in place to sort of break it up and allow that sort of vision to open back up and drop sort of down out of the head a little bit. Totally. Yeah. I definitely feel like um, there's <laughs> just in, I feel like it's moment to moment sometimes, like something could happen like you get one phone call and you could go from being in a place of like complete flow and ease to like oh no <laughs> like I need to uh sort this out mm. now but I feel like the more that I practice or set myself up in my day like you know hence the reason why at the start of this podcast I was like I'm definitely going to be outside <laughs> like mm. uh not so but um yeah, I guess as much as you can, kind of the boundaries and the control around um, 
your life and that nourishing yourself and um, filling into it then makes it easier and more joyful and beautiful Mm. every day. There's two things that I think are really important to practice for people who want to create some sort of a business structure because not everyone wants to do that. A lot of people want to just work or want to work in a, in a job and their value creation is in the context of a company or another, you know, employment, which is cool. Mm. Some people want to create some sort of a, you know, value exchange and set up a business sort of structure. And it opens up a whole, as you know, a whole like bunch of different sort of doors that you got to go through and unique challenges and unique opportunities. Two things I think are really seemingly come up over and over is really important practices for us to develop. One is um, uh, making decisions. You know, like you said before, when we say yes to something, we say no to something else. Or another way you can think of it is um, every decision has a cost. Like if you want to go to the beach, well, then you can't go to the park, right? It's just two mm. different things. So decision making and then... Um, one is the other one is organizing organizing a group organizing people organizing an event and i know that you have recently made this decision you made a quick decision to create this program for women and i know you're halfway through this now so looking back it might it might feel different but i wonder if you could speak to to either of those two, because I know you've also organized some big things as well and gotten a lot of people together for um, open days and these sorts of events. And these are really, really practical, important things in business, like to be able to do either of those two. And mm. yet they're very difficult for a lot of people. Um, Me wonder- <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe like for all of us, right? Because the levels just change and you're doing like the next thing comes along. Mm. I wonder if you could speak to whichever of the two pops up for you um, and how you think about decision making or enrollment or organizing, you know, whichever one sort of pops up to you. Oh, they both pop up because I feel like they are so closely related. Um, And I think probably two of the things that I've, had struggled with the most honestly like um being in a relationship with keegan who has a background in the military it's always like he was always just the decision maker in terms of like he would just be able to go here's the problem here's the decision (laughs) and i'd be like all right but you know there's like this 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 and this and what if that 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 and that happened Mm. then you know, so we, everyone processes things differently. And, but I feel like with time and the more I come into alignment with what I'm meant to be doing, decision-making is definitely becoming easier. You know, like it's, yeah, like I feel like recently it's just becoming so much easier to just be like, yes, no. Like even if they're things that uh, I know would be like really fun or, um really amazing at that particular time then i might still say no for another reason like sleep if i feel like that is what i need right then at that time so yeah i feel like the more i drop into feelings and where where i'm at um in that day and staying more connected in that space then 
decision-making becomes just so much easier. Um, and yeah, I know you mentioned before around uh, organizing the events, like with the mums group, it was sort of, because it was so much like the need was there uh, and when the energy was flowing, it's then taking that chunk of time where you're feeling in that space. Maybe you've just had a conversation with someone and you're feeling like really in that flow zone. Then for me, it was just creating this, the whole thing at that one time, Mm. putting it out there and then committing to make the, um, committing to the continuation of conversations. Mm. Um, yeah. And I guess dedicating certain times to check on things and, um, keeping spreadsheets. Like that's a learnt behavior for sure. (laughs) Like (laughs) that is not me at all. And now, if you don't put it in the spreadsheet, if you're trying to organize, like we have kids ninja as well. And it's like, if you don't put it in the spreadsheet, like that is gone out of your brain somewhere else. Who's mum, who's kid, who's what? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's a funny balance that um, between the two, but it's such, such a great lesson. Um, not even just for business, but for life as well. That, that lesson between, uh, flow and play and creativity, but then the structure of, mm. um, yeah, just uh, planning and organizing and decision making. So it's a delicate balance, but I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love that challenge. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, you know, this concept of, um, you know, we we talked about we talked about this idea of being surrounded by people but feeling alone. And when I see the work you do and how you show up, I see someone who um, recognizes that you don't have to necessarily partake in certain things, but you you do and you support people and you bring an energy in. That's a very generous thing to do because, of course, like by by doing that, you also you know, giving, right? It's a, it, it's, it's a, it's taking a little bit away from what you have and yet you're able to continue to do it. And it brings a lot of, uh, I think, I think support is one word. It's kind of a bit of a boring word, um, <laughs> <laughs> like joy. It brings, I think people, people like that, right? Because, um, you know, it feels good to be seen and it feels good to be heard. And I see, the work that you do and, and the way that you, you know, come into a community or come into a discussion. And the first thing you do is elevate others. And even this concept around the yoga program, you know, there's two ways to bring sort of a, a product or a service to market. One is like, Hey, I've got this idea. I'm just going to push. It's like, it's called pushing it. And mm. the other one's pulling and the pulling is where you listen and you, you hear things and you mm. observe and you notice and you have empathy and the two can go together. But, you know, you mentioned there was a need and you're hearing these women talk about this and you went, Oh, I could do this. And then you listen more. And they said, yes. How do you uh, continue to do that and lean into the groups and lean into the community 
when you don't have to? What is the driving force behind that? And also, I guess, not to make it in terms of, you know, a trade, but what do you see as the, the return? Like, what do you see as the outcome or what's the reciprocation or what feeling do you get by showing up in that way? I love this question. This is so good. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's that beautiful balance between giving and receiving and it's showing up more and more in my life more recently. And yeah, the, I feel like when I, when I show up in different communities and you're really there and really present like that, that is life when you're, when you're fully in it, like if you're half there or like half doing something else that, that drains your energy. And I've noticed that, like I can feel that if I'm trying to, you know, be in a group, say it's an online call, like, um, you know, one of yours, or I've got a bunch of other kind of groups that I'm participating in as well. Like, um, yeah, I, I feel like if you're trying to message someone while being on a call uh, with a bunch of other people, you're not only, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. That's what it feels like for me. It's like you're, I feel like the energy is just like then just draining in like Mm. opposite directions. But if you can like fully be there in that, in that container, even at a distance, right? Mm. Like you're the energy I, I believe the energy just, it's sort of continuous flow everywhere in, in the world in this life. And, um, you know, it's giving and receiving always. So if you can be really fully present and showing up, then you're going to receive that as well. It's like karma. It's like what you get out kind of comes back to you. So mm. if, um, you know, if you're giving out kind of a bit of, um, you know, distraction or, um, confusion or indecisiveness then that's gonna come back to you uh and it's just the way that it is like if you start if I observe it for myself because I'm not perfect (laughs) like if I you know if I do something a bit differently and then I'm like oh man whoo I feel yeah I'm you know you don't feel as good so Mm. there's yeah there's something that lights me up when when you when you see people kind of being fully present and coming into their full self and being able to show up. So I feel like I, I have to do that. Otherwise, why would they? Mm. Um, and I, I, it's probably something that I crave um, in, in life and in humans and is, yeah, for every, everything to show up in its full potential. Um, so yeah, I guess if I don't do that, then how, you know, how is someone else going to do that? Um, and I guess it's in a way, some sort of permission to, um, and if they do, then that kind of feeds back, you know, Mm. I'm probably repeating myself, but I feel like there's just, there's so much, um, so much in that. Well, it's an interesting one, right? Because we're all surrounded by. I mean, you mentioned online groups, which is a great one, or programs or communities that we're part of. And they can be really helpful. And they can also be noise. And Mm -hmm. we can wake up on Monday or Tuesday or whatever the day is 
and go, you know, we get a choice and it's like, how do I want to, how do I want to, you know, we use the word show up or how do I want to be in this and what's the, what's the, what's it for? Like what's behind this? And I think, you know, you bring up a really cool point. It's like, you don't have to do it. Um, and, but if you do do it, what does it look like to do it fully? You know mm. what I mean? Which is a really interesting one versus say one foot in 22 different things at once. You know what I mean? Um, so my, my next question is, uh, maybe it could be a good one. We could kind of probably round it out fairly soon, not keep you too long. But the, the question is, if you were looking back towards yourself uh, when you were getting started into this more recent leg of your business and the work that you're doing, what some of the things that, you know, everything has its journey and, and happens in sort of the order it needs to, but at the same time, like, how would you perhaps kind of, I don't know, kind of guide yourself previous version a little bit? Is there anything that you would say or anything that you could see as a lesson that you've learned in terms of how you approach certain things, I guess, particularly in business, just because that's sort of the nature of the, the podcast and maybe some of the people listening who are, you know, starting or early or kind of on the fence a little bit with something or a bit of an idea, or maybe it's even a new extension on the business, like what you've created. Mm. Uh, is there anything that you would speak to, you know, if you were talking to your previous self, you know, a couple of years ago? Oh, a couple of years ago. I thought you meant like literally before I started this new, new. Arm. Yeah. Okay. Let's go start it this year. Whatever, whatever resonates for you. Oh, that's okay. I can, uh, I can go back. Um, yeah, I think, well, what's showing up, what's, what's standing out for me is that question now that we're going back a couple of years and that I wasn't a business owner, I feel like the, oh, I kind of was a business owner, but in a different sort of way, it wasn't like the network marketing business. Um, you know, it's just a completely different energy. Like you, you don't have that same sort of creative <clears throat> freedom to create whatever product you want to create um you sort of given the thing and then um and hence the reason why i'm no longer you know a part of that company because it reached a tipping point where i was like oh well this is not aligning <laughs> at all um and i realized that about myself so i guess with the coming into creating a new part of the business and um The question is advice, isn't it? What advice would you, would I yeah, give myself now? Yeah, advice mm. or insight that you could share with the previous, your previous self. I mean, like the, tr yeah, trusting, trusting yourself um, and the intuitions that arise I feel like this, as you said, like this is still a journey and there's still like so much, so so much more to unfold but at the same time like I wouldn't change anything at the moment of like what's happening and what's going on like it just feels so beautiful and so perfect and the way that it unfolded I feel like we get given what we're given 
often at the times when we need them or when we can kind of handle them. Um, and I feel like that's so great. Um, but I, I believe there's, there was a lot of um, self-doubt and questioning of my own ability and kind of leaving it up to Keegan to do the things because Keegan was good at that. And yeah, I guess like taking a step back and what I've noticed recently is that when I've, when I have stepped up and I have taken that leadership kind of um, position and taken charge, which is hilarious because our gym's name is the charge movement, which (laughs) I'm pretty sure I came up with the name of it too. (laughs) Um, And now I've finally got the message and yeah, yeah, I definitely have changed a lot, but the advice is around doing the, don't be afraid to take it slow and like do the work on yourself too, because I feel like um, recently just doing so much extra outside work for myself, like investing money in different areas um, that feel like they're aligning and that will, what, what will nourish me means that then all the other decisions and the paths that I take in business, then I know that I know that they're kind of being guided from in, you know, in the best way possible because I'm feeling the most alive and the most connected um, that I can be. So I feel like it's that, um, yeah, like the don't be afraid to invest in yourself and do the extra things um, and trust yourself. Mm. Cool. Love it. What's, uh, what's some of the cool stuff that's coming up for you? What are you excited about? What's, uh, anything on the horizon that is kind of lighting you up or, you know, what's happening at the moment? Oh, it's all kind of lighting me up. I've just moved house. So (laughs) I feel at the moment it's, um, uh, that is actually a, that's a big move because we've moved back in with, um, our, our tribe. So Keegan and I have moved in with my sister and um, my sister's boyfriend and we're a bit of a crazy pack. So I'm excited about what that energy will bring into our lives um, because they're a big part of the charge movement as well. Um, That energy and they're always around. And my sister is creating this huge mural on the wall at the gym, Mm. which is just so epic. And I feel like all the, all the people that are kind of coming in um, are just all so unique and different and have so many different offerings. Um, So I guess at the moment, the physical gym space and creating circles and groups is definitely the focus for me. Like women, (laughs) women is definitely um, my biggest focus and that empowerment of women because I feel like that's the journey that I'm moving through and on at the moment um so we definitely we definitely have a mix of men and women and we've all got that masculine feminine balance anyway um but yeah I think the local community and kind of building up this um 
building up the gym and um, mentally, physically, spiritually, all of the, all of the good, the good stuff. Um, our own podcast too. I'm excited about that because we're currently doing the local community um, oh. and having epic conversations uh, with people who are cha- making changes and for health and vitality locally. Um, and I feel like that will continue to increase the vibe out here and then that spreads. So mm. yeah, that's definitely, definitely the focus. Mm. Um, I love that. I love, I, I just think so much good can come from creating a platform like a podcast and there's just no downside and the connection you can get relationships is pretty cool. Mm. Awesome. Well, um, <laughs> love the work that you guys are doing and I'm really glad and, and really grateful that you took the time to jump on. I just really wanted to sort of dive deeper into a lot of that stuff and you are, um, you know, really, really stepping up and really doing some cool things that, um, you know, you can certainly see and feel from the outside. So I just want to acknowledge the work that you're doing, um, with yourself and with the women that you're leading and in all the different areas, cause it's really cool. And, you know, you can, you can definitely feel it and see it. And I think there's some really cool stuff ahead. So it's very, very exciting. And thanks for all the contributions you make and everything that you do. Thanks, John. I love uh, being coached uh, by yourself and the crew that we've got in APA this year. It's just been so epic. Um, Yeah. To have that as a, as a community, as a group to facilitate. And um, I'm so, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you and everyone else and and the space that's been created there too. So. It wouldn't be the same without you. Hopefully the borders uh, relax so that you guys can come down for the end of year. I know I'm a little bit nervous (laughs) because I don't want to do virtual. (laughs) So I'm like, come on, come on. I, I think it will. I think it will. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, Adele. Uh, where can people find you or connect with you or check out the work that you're doing? Uh, yes. Yeah, so probably Instagram uh, would be the best platform. I my personal Instagram is I am Odell. Uh, Odell is spelled O D E L L E, and uh, also the Charge Movement. Um, yeah is the other, uh, our business, uh, Instagram platform, but probably those, um, and my personal one is probably more (laughs) focused around all the, uh, heartfelt and, um, women-based empowerment, that sort of stuff. So yeah. Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, that's it. Is there anything else that you wanted to add or, or mention at the end? probably a million things after we've finished the call, but uh, I think what was meant to be said was said and uh, grateful to be here. Beautiful. Thanks so much, Adele. Awesome. Bye. That's it for this episode of the Access Potential Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions on this episode, uh, send them along, john at johntmarsh.com com always love to hear from you and make sure that you hit subscribe and if this podcast was interesting or helpful in any way or you think that it might be interesting or helpful to someone else please forward along that's the most helpful thing that you can do for me thanks so much have a wonderful day see you in the next one